Welcome to Hubstaff's Agency Advantage Podcast, hosted by Andy Baldacci. Each week, Andy interviews a successful agency owner who shares their proven strategies to help you build and grow your agency. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to episode number 73 of Hubstaff's Agency Advantage Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Baldacci, and today I'm talking with Andrew Dembski of Do Inbound, who shares how to build an agency sales system. Andrew's company provides a software, processes, and training to build an agency that you love. He also ran an agency himself and hosts the Inbound Agency Journey podcast, which is about to hit 100 episodes. So you could say he knows his stuff, and in our chat today, he holds nothing back. In this interview, Andrew shares his early struggles with the sales process at his agency and lays out the five-step system he developed to help turn things around and close more deals. Without a defined sales process, an agency can't come close to reaching its potential, and the founders mostly can be under constant stress just trying to juggle everything that's going on and keep track of all the individual pieces. If you have a few proposals out there and you aren't sure when or if you're actually going to hear from that prospect again, then this is the episode for you. And at the end of the interview, Andrew's going to share the biggest giveaway we've ever had on the show, so you don't want to miss this. Without further ado, here's Andrew Dembski of Do Inbound. Andrew, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Hey, my pleasure, Andy. So excited to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this because today we're going to dive into building an agency sales system, which is a super important topic. And I know it's something that a lot of agency owners out there are struggling with. So for your background, before you launched Do Inbound, you and your partner, Gray, were working uh, with the inbound agency you guys founded, Guava Box. What was going on that made you realize you need to change the way you were handling sales? Uh, so much. It was, it was really an overwhelming experience, to be honest. When we, Guava Box was started from our college dorm room, um, Gray and I and two other co-founders, Ryan and Brandon, were all in school. Uh, Gray and I were in our senior year, and we knew that we wanted to keep working together after college, but we weren't really sure what that was going to look like. So we were kind of just kicking around ideas. We said, hey, like, uh, you know, Gray, you're pretty good at website design. Andrew, you've got this like social media thing, which is up and coming back in 2011. <laughs> you've got this thing, like you've got a little bit of experience there. Like, let's try taking this out and seeing if businesses need help. So that was our initial plan. And we didn't have any sales processes at all. We didn't even really have a good handle on like the products that we were selling. Uh, so we really struggled in those first couple months, the first year to sell basic website design projects. Um, and the initial pain that we had was really undervaluing ourselves and kind of not having the confidence to price ourselves where price ourselves to the value that we were offering our clients. Right. Um, and I hear that regardless of the industry, like so many entrepreneurs kind of have that like imposter syndrome when they first get started. Like, am I really worth this much? Um, so many websites we pitch for like, Nine ninety five and like a twelve hundred dollar <laughs> website. I swear, took Gray like fifteen rounds of edits because I was yep. the point person running point on like with the client, and he was on the back end doing the edits. It was horrible. It was horrible. So we knew we had a problem, but we had no idea what the solution was going to be. And so that's when we stumbled across HubSpot and their partner program, and that was a huge light bulb for us because they came into this idea of like, oh, you go sell retainers. And retainers, first of all, it's like sunshine and rainbows. Your life will never be the same. Uh, little do we know, like, it, there's a lot of work between where I am today and the sunshine and the rainbows, and the, the sunshine and the rain, rainbows are always on the horizon. I never actually get there. <laughs> for um, sure. But you're, they put a, they gave us a, a sales process, like outlined basically the same way that they sold the HubSpot software. 
and very defined phases where you bring someone through and you connect with them, you discover their problem, you kind of present your solution, you walk them through these different stages. And that was like a light bulb turning on for us because we'd never taken the time to step out of our business and actually kind of assess it with a critical eye to say like, well, where are we trying to take these people that we're selling? We were so young and had no clients. We just wanted, we just wanted the signed check to be honest with you. Right. And whatever it was, you know, we'd figure that out once we got into implementation. Uh, so the first year was kind of like that, just like stubbing our toes, sorting around. When we jumped into HubSpot and started drinking their Kool-Aid, there was another learning curve there because we were so focused on selling. We didn't know how to service. And so after our first few clients, we, we'd gotten them sold on 12 month retainers. We had three clients on 12 month retainers, but we hadn't taken the time at that point to step back and look at how we were servicing them mm-hmm. and the deliverables that they were getting. So that led to a whole nother array of issues right there. Um, but that's kind of our background story, how a sales process has really always been a pain, just different phases. We would discover one thing and then realize we were missing something else. Um, and it wasn't until we discovered this idea of discovery projects that things really started to open up for us. Mm. And, and I know over time, over the years, since you kind of had those first few stumbles into HubSpot and their process, and you, you figured things out a bit on your own, and I know you've refined that sales system to where it is at today, and you help yeah. other agencies with that. So can you give just sort of a, a walkthrough of the sales system that you've built? Yeah, definitely. The The main difference here is break big things down into smaller pieces. You know, through the HubSpot model, they're trying to get you to sell a 12-month retainer. And this this language has changed a little bit recently. But the idea is you get someone to work with you over the long term. You create regular, consistent, recurring revenue for the agency. And that's great. But what is the challenge there from the sales side is how do I, in a series of, you know, three or four go-to-meeting calls, or if I'm lucky, in-person meetings, (laughs) convince someone who I've never worked with. Right that I'm worth shelling out $120,000. Like <laughs> that that's a big commitment. Like if oh, you're yeah. going to if you're going to marry someone, you go on a few dates first, then you get engaged, then there's more time, then you tie the knot. And so we wanted to take that same principle and apply it to our agency sales system. So what we did is we said, how do we take all of the possible objections off the table for a prospect? And so what we discovered is if we really want to kind of show them the value of inbound, we have to have a discovery session with them, like a workshop with them, working with them, getting to know the company, getting to know the strategic vision of where they're trying to go, do all these sorts of things. And that would be great as like the first session of a retainer, but we weren't getting there. So mm-hmm. we we decided to just peel that first strategy portion out of the process and sell it as a standalone. And so that became now the objective of our sales process. It was no longer to get them to a point where they're signing up to a long-term commitment. We've now put something that's it's bite-sized right in front of them. And it's, I mean, we started selling these for $2,000. Now we're selling them for $10,000 and up from that now. But the idea is you take something small and bite-sized that's a low commitment offer for your client. You put that out there early and now that becomes the goal of your sales process. There's a lot you can do leading up to that, but just that one nugget alone that we're going to peel the strategy portion out it's like a it's like a four to six week process where there's a discovery session is one core component of it, talking and identifying with the personas that we're trying to target or trying to reach through this marketing plan. That's another component. And then actually building out a three month content plan along with a segmented 
uh, inbound funnel to kind of nurture people down the funnel once they've converted, that's now what we lead in when we sell. So whether it's a web design project, an ongoing inbound agreement, all of it starts with the game plan. And by breaking it down into a smaller, easier to consume session, the client is a lot is a lot more inclined to jump in. And we've seen a 100% upsell rate from that first discovery into some sort of continuing relationship, whether it jumps into our retainer or they move into another three-month agreement to just mm-hmm. you know configure uh, the automation and get their content created, stuff like that. It's always leading to more. But if you kind of reduce the commitment up front, that was huge for us. Yeah. And I mean, I have a few other episodes. Uh, I talked with Ben Lee from Neon Roots and, and Blair Ends from Win Without Pitching. And, and the importance of road mapping can't be overstated because doing this type of discovery, doing this type of upfront road mapping is so important because one, you can't prescribe a solution without really getting in there and understanding what your client is doing right now. It's just not possible. And, and while you're going to be able to feel them out a little bit in the early stages before you put out your proposal, you're still just not in a place where you can kind of see deeply into their business and understand exactly what they need. And so having this early form of, of deeper discovery lets you get into the business and really customize what you are going to ultimately offer them because you're working in the weeds. And also, like you said, it's a smaller project. You're not asking someone to sign a six-figure check over the next year. Exactly. You're asking for a portion of that. And so not only do they get to work with you and see what it's like to work with you, but they also understand how you think. And it builds trust so that when it does come time, when that first initial product wraps up and it comes time for the next stage, they're going to be so much more likely to want to take that step with you. So if you are interested in hearing about those, definitely check out those other episodes with Ben Lee and Blair Ends. But for this one, I want to dial it back a little bit, Andrew, and, and talk about what goes into selling that actual discovery session, that roadmap? Yeah. What are the phases that you work through with the prospects to get them to the point where they are still ready to buy that? Because while it is a smaller engagement, it's still not a, a, a tiny purchase. It's not like a um, kind of a, a one-off, don't need to think about it purchase. It still yeah. is a, a commitment. Yeah, I mean, they're not pulling out their credit card and buying while they're on the phone with you for the first right. time. Uh, unless you're just that awesome at convincing <laughs> people to, to buy. Um, but no, the process, it always should start with where are we trying to take people? Begin with the end in mind. So once you have that picture in place of, okay, we want to get them into a discovery session, the next step is, okay, what's the best fit for a session like this? So identifying the decision maker who can kind of get you there. And that's going to define the type of prospect that you want to work with. So putting that ideal fit prospect in place and just knowing, do I need to talk to the president of the organization? Am I okay talking to the the head of marketing in the in kind of the class of client that I'm going after? Is it the president who makes this decision or is it the CMO who would make the decision out of the marketing budget? That's a really important thing to know as you go, mm-hmm. as you do your prospecting and you start down that road. Another important thing to think about is what type of a niche are we going after as an agency? The more focused you are in terms of the types of clients you serve, the easier it's going to be to jumpstart your agency sales system because agency sales systems have two pipes that come into the pipeline. Number one is your essentially your outbound leads. Number two are your inbound leads. Okay. And it's a lot easier to get traction with inbound and content marketing if you're targeting a narrow group of people. 
It's a laser strategy. It's not a shotgun approach. And that's one of the things that we walk people through during our discovery session with our clients is like, it might sound cool to be the company for everybody, but if you're the company for everybody, you're also the company for nobody. Exactly. And if you're the agency for everyone, you're the agency for no one. So <laughs> try to find a way to narrow your focus down so that you can become a bigger fish in a smaller pond instead of a minnow in the ocean. And that transforms the way you think about your sales process. Now, instead of any company being an ideal fit, you can go to LinkedIn and you can drill down on the types of companies that would be ideal fits. You can even make a list of 100 companies that you'd want to work with and do cold outreach to those people. And that's, that's a great way to drop leads into your funnel. Um, but that's going to, you need your inbound content side to fuel that. So when it comes to creating content as an agency, which every agency should be practitioners of marketing, whether you're an inbound video, whatever it is, you got to be putting stuff out there, eating your own dog food yep. so that when prospects come to your site, first of all, they're drawn to your site by the content that you put out there. It pulls them back to your content hub. But second, they see, wow, these guys do know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I can see it in action right here every single day. Um, so you create your content towards your niche. Then when you want to go outbound prospect into that niche, you have contextual content to send them. You can send them, you know, blog posts and stories that answer questions that only you would know because you spend so much time in an industry versus someone who's just, you know, the PR agency for anybody. Um, that's a, that's the big step that kind of like puts people into the beginning of the sales process and brings them in there. So there's two ways your sales process can work then either you're reaching out to someone mm -hmm. as like a sales member at the agency. And there you want to, from your sales process standpoint, you want to have a sequence of emails set up that you're, this is your cold outreach again, but you want to lead with value. And you can only do this when you select that niche and you know who you're talking to, because it's at that point, at that intersection, where you're sharing content that's going to resonate with them and say, holy crap, you're reading my mind. <laughs> That's the zone we want to be in. Uh, yeah. And you, and you can't get into that zone if you are a generalist. If you, if you then, work with anybody and everybody on anything, you're not going to be able to get any potential prospects to have that light bulb moment where they're like, wow, these people get me. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It, it only comes when you put your laser focus on your ideal fit customer and you get to know them really well and you're, you're actually passionate about solving their problems. And when you get to that state, everything changes because you're mm -hmm. gonna you're gonna have so much more fodder for content now because you're specific. You don't need to worry about writing the next five tips for B2B LinkedIn marketing that every <laughs> other freaking agency has written out there. And you're gonna be able to get rid of all of the how many cups of coffee your agency drank on your website too, <laughs> because you're actually gonna have substantive stuff to share there, insight into different industries. So a practical example from the guava box side, we were, uh, we worked with a lot of like industrial type manufacturers and stuff like that. So one of our most successful inbound campaigns was, um, the, the ultimate guide to creating epic content in boring industries. And we were able to take that piece of content and speak directly into multiple like industrial manufacturing niches mm -hmm. that we had experience in. And they, they related to that because no one thinks that their, that their piece of steel is cool. Uh, you need to kind of position it and spin it that way. Um, but that that campaign gave us a lot of opportunities to open up those conversations because we knew exactly who we wanted to work with. And so that content was able to resonate with them. 
in their inboxes and it wasn't like spammy at all. It wasn't like going mm-hmm. straight for the phone call. It's just, Hey, I saw you're in this space. We work with people like you. Here's some content that might help you out and just drip that to them. And so once you do open up that conversation, I think it leads into the next stage of the sales process. What is happening in those early conversations where you've gotten the prospect's attention, they're talking to you, like what happens next? Mm -hmm. It's a lot of questions and then just sitting back and shutting up. (laughs) The early parts of the sales process, you're more like a psychiatrist than you are. You're not writing your prescription out yet. You're just gathering information. You're trying to get up kind of your finger on the pulse of everything that's going on for that customer, their goals, their challenges, their situation, what they're trying to achieve. You've got a set of questions that you want to verify. Like during your connect call, you want to get an idea of the main problem that they're trying to solve. Because right away you can figure out, is this someone worthy of following up with or is this someone that we should ditch right now? Mm-hmm. So we want to kind of classify and qualify based on that question. Number two, you can get an idea for budget right here when you just ask the question like, when it comes to solving this problem, have you guys thought about budget? Do you have a budget in place? Um, and getting there. Now, when you drop that question can vary based on the context of how you got on the phone with that prospect, mm-hmm. whether they reach out to you, you reach out to them, what the context was. But at some point, it's okay to talk about budget. And you should <laughs> definitely do that before you put a proposal or a contract in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first few calls, you're really just learning. And you're asking a lot of questions about where they are. And this is the opportunity to differentiate yourself from other agencies by bringing the conversation up a few notches on the ladder, getting away from the tactics or the flashy website feature that they saw at their last trade show and talk to them about the overall conversion rate and how their website contributes to their overall company revenue. Talk about higher level things like that. Or where's the company trying to go? Are there markets you're trying to penetrate that you're not right now? What's your most profitable segment right now? Questions like that bring you up a level out of just kind of the tactical range and begin to set the table for a strategic conversation. And when you dwell there as an agency at their strategic level, instantly your price goes up because your value goes up. Marketing tactics are so commoditized these days that you can just go on Odesk and grab someone to build a pretty slick looking landing page in no time or just get a software tool that can do it these days. So how do we differentiate ourselves in this day and age? We need to dwell at that strategy phase. And this goes back again to the niche idea. If you help one client succeed in a niche, the chances are you're going to be able to help the next client succeed that much faster because you know that space, the buyers in that niche, you know how the how the selling process works, all of those things. So you become more and more valuable the more and more niche that you get. And that can really drive that conversation. And so that might be call one and two. If you, if you hit any red flags where you realize that this person is not worth talking to, you you press the eject button, you get off the call, you send them additional resources to say, hey, I'm going to put together some stuff to help you out. Um, but I don't think we're a good fit at this time because you don't want to waste your time. But if they are qualified and there are someone that you can work with, you want to continue to point them towards that strategic conversation. And that's when you start talking about the discovery project and really right. sitting down and understanding where are we trying to go and how can we as a, as a strategic marketing partner help get you there. And so to back up a little bit, because Originally, you were running Guava Box like most listeners were or are running their agency where the target client is basically anyone with an open checkbook. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about qualifying, obviously you have budgets you need to be concerned about and you do want them to fall in to that ideal client that you can deliver the most value for that you talked about earlier. But what else are you looking for to truly answer the question of whether or not this prospect is qualified to continue this conversation? 
Yeah, great question. And there's two things you want to pay attention to right away. Number one is who am I talking to? Am I talking to the president, the CEO? And if you are, that's great and it's bad at the same time. <laughs> um, it's great because they're the decision maker at the end of the day. And that's good for the to kind of kickstart the relationship. But it's bad for the ongoing part of the relationship. Because if anyone's worked with a small company where the president or the CEO or the founder was your point of contact, where were they three months after you started? Were they as excited to get back to your emails and get on the phone with you and get you content at that point as they were when they just got started? 98% of the time, <laughs> the answer is heck no. They're That's present. really true. They've got other crap on their plate. That's why they hired an agency. Uh, so if you, if you get to a situation and your main point of contact through the relationship is going to be the executive, that's a red flag. That just says that this client's a little bit too small right now to fit, you know, a really, a really good fit relationship. Number two, the thing you want to look for is are they spending money already on marketing? Have they put in the time, the effort to explore different channels? Because it's a lot easier to borrow money from the trade show budget or to borrow money that's going to the SEO agency than it is to kind of pull money out of thin air, pull the rabbit out of the hat right there. Um, those are two things. And another third one that kind of goes along with the first one is if there's not an existing marketing budget and it's a small company, just know that you're probably taking money out of the profit of the organization that okay. would go to the, to the owner. So if you're, you're kind of playing with their pocket money at that point, and again, we're dwelling at a very low level client here. So we want to pull ourselves up the stream by saying, are, can we work with someone in the marketing department or in the sales department who has the day to day job of, you know, driving new leads into the business? Cause that's who we can really join hip to hip with and then bring that, that kind of uh, executive level person in on a monthly basis so that they get the key metrics, the key updates on those high level KPIs that they're worried about. That was super helpful because I honestly hadn't thought about it like that, where you're saying that dealing with the CEO who is the ultimate decision maker does have downsides. And that was really eye-opening to hear. But so say someone checks all those boxes and this is a qualified prospect, a qualified lead, I guess, at this point, and you're ready to start talking about solutions. Mm -hmm. What What is that transition like? How does that happen? Yeah, the the best way to do this is to paint a clear picture of where of the journey ahead for that prospect. And we call this a client journey. And you can visualize this on your website or you can have it in a kind of a sales deck that you present to them. But give them kind of a clear vision of what life will look like working with you. Before you get down and dirty about like exactly what you will do with them and how much it'll cost, just say, hey, just so that you know, Mr. Prospect, this is the typical flow that we take people through. The first phase in our process is an inbound game plan. And in that session, it's focused heavily on discovery and just understanding where you guys want to go and how, how working with us and inbound marketing can help get you there. Once that's in place and we know kind of together we're aligned and we're moving in the same direction, then we're going to start implementing content and we're going to do what we call building the inbound funnel, which is just building segmented, uh, personalized marketing experiences for the new context that we're going to be gathering through this process. Once we go through that process, we're going to then move into an ongoing um, activation campaign where we're really kind of cutting the red ribbon and welcoming new people into this funnel that we've just built for them. And we're going to cycle those through on 90-day cycles. And the reason that we do it this way is because inbound marketing is a laser-focused strategy. When you know who you're trying to talk to and you know the questions and pains that they're going through, you're going to see success so much faster 
because you're personalizing an experience for them. And that's the expectation that buyers have today. So you kind of start at that high level and paint the picture of here's where we go. Mm-hmm. And that kind of subtly you've, you've told them right there, the first thing we're going to do is build this game plan. And I like that you laid it out that uh, saying like, all right, this, you're, you're showing the prospect where things are going to go. And on a bit of a tangent, in order to do that, you need to actually have an internal plan for where things are going Amen. to go. You need to have a process for how you work with clients. So if you're listening to this and wondering how you implement this yourself and you don't have a clearly defined set of not necessarily even services, but if you don't have a clearly defined process for what every new engagement looks like in the stages it goes through, that's probably a good starting point rather than worrying about this and just standardizing the way you work with clients not only makes things easier for you, the agency owner, but it also is going to help you get better results for the client because the more you can repeat something and improve on it, the better the end result will actually be. Amen, man. That is such a good exercise to go through. And just, it's simple to do. You get together with your core team on a whiteboard and just say, hey, if we signed our ideal fit client tomorrow, what would the next 12 weeks look like? Mm-hmm. And just <laughs> fill that whiteboard with everything that you would want to do with them and lay out that sequence. Because you, when you do that, you're going to find that your confidence through the sales process goes through the roof. Because you know what you're selling now. And you're not just trying to remember lines that you wrote down before <laughs> the call and saying like, oh, I've got to ask them this question in this way. And I've got to get this number out of them before the call or the call's a failure. No, it's like you're just flowing and having a conversation now because you're equipped with a plan that will actually help them get them from where they are today to where they need to be. And that's your job. You're a pilot. Right. We're in city A at the airport. They want to be in city B. We got to get them on the plane. We got to get them in their seats. We got to get them their peanuts and get them up in the air safely and get them to that goal within the time frame. That's all we really need to do. And once you do have that first process, it's not like that's going to be perfect. It's not like you're never going to revisit it. After every single client, after you've onboarded every client and got them to kind of the the highest service you offer, or at least in a more maintainable contractor retainer, yeah. for the next one that comes through, see where you can improve it and keep improving that and working so that you are truly building out a bit of a well-oiled machine. Yeah, that's that's a really good point because there's you can kind of think of this as like, oh, I'm just filling out a template at each strategy session and I'm going to give that client the template, but that doesn't really give them what they need. You want to think about this as a process, a process that's honed and improved and tweaked, mm-hmm. as you said, over time so that your the quality of your product just gets better as time goes by. I know like the first time we tried to build a game plan for a client, we sold them an ongoing inbound retainer, a website redesign, and a game plan all at once. And this was our, I think this was our fourth retainer. And I was like, great, this is awesome. This guy's like really fired up. He's all about it. Let's just start everything all at once. (laughs) And man, that was just like, I had no idea what we were throwing ourselves into because our main point of contact, again, was the founder of the company. And kind of three weeks into the process, he was already bogged down in his email and doing other things. And we had all three of these initiatives trying to move through the system at the same exact time. And he was getting confused because he didn't realize how all the pieces fit together. And so that's where we said, okay, this all this stuff is great. We need all of this stuff. But if we just stretch the timeline out a little bit and work in smaller pieces, life is going to make so much more sense to the client We're going to be able to maximize the time that we have with them and actually deliver results faster because you're actually checking things off. Like we got through phase one, now we're in phase two, now we're in phase three. Instead of like, oh, we're still in phase one, 
three, four months later. <laughs> and it's something where I don't want to harp on this for too long, but I run into it all the time where agency owners resist this form of process all the time. And it's not natural. They left the corporate world because they hated kind of endless process. But there's a reason process exists and it, it makes things so much easier when you do know exactly what stage a client is at, what comes next, what you need from them. And not only does it make it less stressful for you, the agency owner, but it's going to make it less stressful for the client because not only are they going to have confidence in you that you know what you're doing, but they're not going to have to kind of keep track of it all themselves because if, if you're pushing all of that work, all that kind of mental overhead to the client, that's not really the recipe for long-term success in that client agency relationship. No, they hired you because they want a subject matter expert who spends the time to understand who they are and where they're trying to go and helps them get there. And so the reason they hired you is because they cannot do it themselves. Mm -hmm. So another advantage of this client journey is you keep the client busy. You, you lead the conversation because if you get kind of a bull personality in your POC and they're trying to tell you what to do, Remember, when you come, when your contract renewal comes up, it's not, they're, you're not interviewing them saying, am I keeping you? They're interviewing you saying, should I keep you, Mr. Mm -hmm. Agency leader? So you better make sure it was <laughs> your plan that was implemented and not theirs because very good point. If they sit there and say, Hey, why didn't you deliver? It's like, well, cause you kept distracting us every single month and wanting to do something different. So you got to lead the conversation and that's where visualizing this client journey and all through that sales process, setting the expectations along the way that you have a plan, you have a process, you've been here before, and you're going to walk them through that journey, kind of be their Sherpa on this journey and guide them through that whole process. I'm going to stop Andrew right there for a quick word from a sponsor, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The Agency Advantage podcast is brought to you by Hubstaff. Hubstaff makes time tracking software for remote teams so you can stop tracking time with spreadsheets and start getting the insights into how your team is spending their time that only screenshots and in-depth reports can give you. You probably know that by now, but what you may not know is that we recently launched a platform called Hubstaff Talent that makes it easier for you to find and hire high-quality freelancers around the world. Whether you just need extra hands for a specific project or you're looking for something long-term, Hubstaff Talent is what you need. Best of all, it's 100% free. We don't take a cut and we don't act as a middleman. Our goal is for you to use Hubstaff for time tracking, but you're not required to do so. If you're looking to grow your team with remote freelancers and don't want to pay big fees to Upwork, head over to Talent hubstaff.com today and create a free profile for your agency and start posting your jobs. That's talent.hubstaff, H-U-B-S-T-A-F-F.com. All right, let's get back to Andrew. And so say we're at the last stage. We've gone through the prospect and we've connected with the prospect. We've qualified them. They're on board with the solution. How do we get them to make that decision and actually sign on the dotted line and write a check? Because there are so many agency owners that I talk to, and the story is the same all the time. If you ask how things are going, they'll say, well, I have a bunch of proposals out there that I'm waiting to hear back on. They should close through. I'm just, I'm just kind of waiting, though. And it seems like there's not always that urgency from the client. So what do you do to kind of tighten things up and have a clearer decision stage of the sales process? Yeah. This last mile of the sales process is the hardest phase to master. And it takes time to get here. And I laugh because I hear the same thing when I'm working with agencies, but I've been there myself too. So yeah. uh, I completely relate to it. It's You want to always be going for kind of the verbal affirmations, the little yeses along the way. So like when you describe a pain that they're feeling, get them to say like, 
hey, does that resonate with you? Like, have you been there before? Like when you talk about just like all of the, the marketing tactics that they're trying to do and how it's overwhelming, there's no structure to it. Like, do you ever feel that way? Do you ever feel like just overwhelmed when you think about all this stuff? Yes. Those little yeses throughout the sales process add up over time. And then when you start talking about a game plan strategy and you say, hey, if we got together and we sat down and we just, we just knocked out, like who should we be reaching? Uh, what are their questions? And then put a, put a solid game plan together. Is that something you think would be helpful for your business? Yes. Is that something that you feel like would help you get to these goals that you shared with me? Yes. Fantastic. That sounds great. We can do that for you. We can walk through that process with you. It's going to be a $5,000 uh, commitment. Here's how, we, here's how we position it. We ask you to pay half of that up front. You'll pay half of it at the end. We'll go through this whole process together. And here's the thing. If you go through this four to six weeks with us and you realize, hey, this wasn't helpful, that's all right. Money back guarantee will give you back that initial deposit because we're that confident in the process. And so right there, you're doing all of this on the phone with them. So you're talking with them. You're getting these little yeses along the way. You've swept every objection off of the table. There's no reason for them to get to not get started mm -hmm. and get in there. And the whole discovery process, the whole game plan process needs to be built to overwhelm them with value and to show them so much stuff that they had never even thought about to the point where they can't think about doing this with anyone else but you. And it's honestly not that hard to do that um, because they, they've probably had such scattered experiences in the past. Right. But that's how I position it, Andy, is getting those little yeses along the way and trying to remove any objection from the situation. Like there's really no risk for them other than their time. And as long as you're talking to the right person, that strategy plays out pretty well. Are you trying to get them to sign while you're on the phone, while you're on that call? I'm trying to get them to at least give me a verbal yes. Okay. Because if like if I talk to you and you say, yes, we're going to do this, I can say, great, I'll put together the contract. I'll send that over to you. It, it's going to include everything that we just talked through here on this call. You can review that. They might need other people to read it and stuff like that. But just by getting the yes and affirming that yes, that's mm -hmm. a big difference than presenting the proposal and sending it to them for review. Mm -hmm. And then what happens after they get off the call? If they've given you the, the verbal yes, but they haven't signed, they haven't paid yet, what do you do to make sure that they don't just become another lost deal? Yeah, there's always a next step. Are we scheduling the first game plan discovery call? Are we scheduling another follow-up call so that we can, if they do need someone else, and we should have known that already, but that situation is going to come up, we want to get on another call to at least check in. If I haven't heard from you by next Tuesday, we'll hop on a call and we'll get an update. That's kind of your fallback plan. The, the ideal position, the, the goal that you're shooting for is to get the, get the yes, say, okay, I'm going to send over the contract. You can review that. If anything pops up, let me know. We can talk through it. But otherwise, all the information will be there to kick us off and get started. Do you want to schedule the first game plan discovery session now? So boom, we've kind of moved them to the next phase. They've already committed to the next phase with a verbal affirmation. They've booked a time on the calendar. And now that middle ground of getting the check signed and sent over is really a formality. And you just, you just shoot them an email as a follow-up on that and say, hey, mm -hmm. here's the contract. Here's the invoice. The deposit has to be paid before that meeting that we set for next Tuesday. And so that just laying the process out like there, like that is, as, a, as the only other way you could do it would really be say, okay, get out your credit card right now and <laughs> fill out this form while we're on this call together. That process plays out pretty smoothly. Yeah, and it's something where I think this often goes wrong is when it goes back to just not having a clear path or process for your engagements because it's when the client 
hasn't committed to something mm-hmm. and is when the agency isn't driving things towards a clear next step is when you're just kind of in that limbo where no one's quite quite as sure what's going on that yeah. the deals often will stall out that's why i love kicking this off with an event like the mm. discovery meeting is bringing the leaders of that organization not just the marketing person but bringing in the sales leader bringing in the, the finance leader, the president of the CEO, bringing in servicing, bringing in engineering, getting those outside minds because tons of different people at the organization are customer facing. They understand the questions, the pains, the frustrations that your customers are feeling. And as a marketing person, that's gold. That's mm-hmm. the information that you need. And if you sit there and listen to the president of the company or the head marketing person, you're going to be so soaked in brand speak that you don't know who you're talking to at the end of the day. You've got this, you've got kind of like a straw man sitting there, but you're not really sure who the customer is. So you want to drill down and get to know that customer's questions, pains, goals, and desires, because that's going to be the fuel for the content that goes into your game plan. And that end product is going to what, that's going to be the kind of the black and white display of here is what inbound looks like for you, Mr. Client, or here's what a video marketing plan will look like for you, Mr. Client, or Here's the wireframes and the strategic plan behind the new mm-hmm. website we're going to build for you, Mr. Client. doesn't have to be inbound marketing here. This process works if you just start with discovery and asking really good questions and think of yourself more as a consultant and less of just like a tactician. Right. Um, you, that, that conversation is framed a lot better for you at that point. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, this call has been super dense. We've covered a ton of stuff, and it's like – I could just see in my head how this could have filled up months of episodes where we dive into each of this. But I know you have gone deeper in other places, and you actually put together a course that covers this in much uh, a much more thorough way. So can you talk about how you've packaged this up and what that course is like and how it helps agency owners build some of these skills themselves? Yes, there's a... This whole journey here of kind of laying the groundwork for agencies, we've addressed this in very deep dive situations. The The main course I would highlight is Let's Game Plan. That walks through this whole game plan discovery project idea from the sales process through to presenting that upsell from there and kind of moving them down the line. Uh, we've got another course called Agency Framework Masterclass that's launching right now, actually. That speaks to kind of the the niching idea and how to really lay the groundwork for where you want to go and grow as an agency. How do you put your client journey plan together? Everything like that. We've also got a course called Agency Sales System that walks through like how to build the tactical funnel in your mm-hmm. CRM to move people through. So there's a lot there's a lot of in depth information here uh, that people can go through. Um, and, but we've also got some other stuff that can really make that a lot easier for them too. And, and so before when we wrap up, we'll, we'll tell people how they can actually enter for a chance to win all these courses for free. But before we get to that point, though, I want to just ask, what is one thing that listeners can do if they don't have much process in place today? What is something they can do to at least get the ball rolling on changing that? One thing, that elusive one thing would be <laughs> sitting down there and, and drawing up that plan of exactly what you want to do with clients. Because that's going to force you to make some decisions about the way you service and what you offer. Because, I mean, one flaw is like selling stuff that you're not good at, stuff that should be either sent to a partner or that you should just not touch at all. Like for, for our agency, that was branding and that was video production. Don't 
touch them. <laughs> Someone else should do those things. So just decide like who are we and what do we do and lay out that ideal client journey. And then from there, you now know where you're going to send people through your sales process. And the thing that I would do immediately after that is understand the ideal fit prospect that you should be talking to on the phone and, you know, write a bio of who that person is, put a picture up of who that person is, understand them inside and out and understand like what niche and industry that they, they call home. And that's going to help you narrow down your outbound marketing and the research that you do there. Those two things in place, you're going to be light years ahead of a lot of other agencies that are in, that are out there competing for bids right now. That's awesome. And I mean, it's not even just being ahead of other agencies. That's a huge component of it. And when you can implement these things in your agency, clients are going to notice and they're going to tell you this is so much different than how I've worked with other agencies. It's a breath of fresh air. But beyond that, it also just going to make things easier for you, for the agency owner to have a better handle on the way that you work. So thank you so much for all those tips. And before we do wrap up, I like to ask all my guests a few rapid fire questions. We've been through them before on a different podcast, but this will be the first time you and I will talk about them on this one. So the questions are going to be quick, but your responses don't have to be. The first one is just currently, what are you spending too much time doing? Currently, it is doing a lot of personal coaching, personal onboarding, uh, going through our software product, which is Do Inbound. Um, and it's kind of chicken or the egg because I love agency conversations and I love working with people through problems. But what I'm finding is I'm doing a lot of things that should be automated and that we can put mm. into the software and can actually help people find value faster than I'm kind of the, I'm holding them back at that point. Um, so I think that there's, there's a place for the agency conversation and kind of helping them put their processes in place and kind of put a repeatable structure in place. And I don't want to lose that because that's what really makes do inbound a cool experience is it's so focused on, uh, digital agencies, helping them put their processes in place. And so I don't want to lose that touch, but I can, I can pull myself out of a lot of things that can be built into software, essentially step-by-step stuff. What are some of those higher leverage points that you wish you could devote more time to? Yeah, definitely content creation, putting out more strategic type of content, like deep work content, mm-hmm. N- not rapid fire stuff, but um, putting together more detailed frameworks and more detailed processes that can help people with a kind of a shortcut or help decrease their learning curve. Um that's brought me the most joy through our journey. That's one of the reasons we've, we've kind of transitioned from Guava Box, our own agency into Do Inbound, where it's a, it's a software and training company that helps other agencies out is that by taking the lessons that we've learned and the bumps and the bruises, we're able to kind of package the lessons there into re- frameworks and repeatable processes and, and help agencies really shortcut the learning curve there. Uh, so I want more time to do that, whether it's free stuff on our blog or free courses or if it's building out more training courses like we've talked about so far, um, that's where I want to be. Then building on that, for the next quarter at Do Inbound, what are you hoping to accomplish? We have some big product features that we're cranking out right now. And I don't know if I've said this anywhere publicly yet, so I'm kind of excited about that. <laughs> An exclusive. Yes, exactly. We're working on a like a completely revamped template builder inside of our software, a completely revamped onboarding experience. Uh, but the big thing is like a team planning feature. We're going to bring in uh, resource allocation. We're going to bring in some 
budgeting, um, and just kind of giving, at the end of the day, giving agency pros a better view at what is on everyone's plate inside the agency and giving them a good view to see how that work is moving through your workflow. Uh, so right now, Do Inbound does a great job of essentially building out your task list and giving mm-hmm. everyone tasks based on your documented process. But then how do we move those tasks through a workflow and make sure nothing's falling through the cracks? That's going to be our focus over the next quarter. Uh, we're going through spec and design right now, and we're going to be moving that out to the customers ASAP. And then the last one is just what's the biggest obstacle you see that you'll have to overcome to get to those goals? Yeah, it's the busy stuff. Uh, if you ever, and this is true to agency owners, if you don't block time on your calendar to allow yourself deep work time, that time where there's no notifications coming in, there's no client call coming up, you just have you know 90 minutes of pure strategy time. If you don't keep that time sacred, you're going to be in a hard place. So the hard part for me is while I'm doing a lot of manual things, having the discipline to block my calendar and then follow those blocks versus just like having a block and then jumping onto something that pops up. Um, so that that's my struggle right now is just kind of be master of my own calendar and know yeah. that how I spend my time has the biggest impact on how fast my business moves and goes forward. And I mean, I can definitely relate to that where it's just having the time blocks alone was a big improvement and that's something I'm working on, but it's like actually having the discipline to make sure you stick to those time blocks is another story. And that's always, for me, at least going to be a work in progress. So I can feel you on that one for sure. The last thing though, is I mentioned to listeners a little bit ago that if they do want a deeper dive into these courses, if they want to check that out, that there is a way they can potentially check it out for free. So do you want to talk about the giveaway you're running right now? Yeah, I'd love to. As part of our podcast, which is Inbound Agency Journey, we just celebrated our 100th episode, which is pretty exciting. We've had um, probably 90 different agency owners or agency consultants on the podcast and then other sprinkled episodes of Gray and I kind of sharing different things. But that that just hit episode 100. So as Congrats. a kind of – Thank you. Thank you. It's it's super exciting. Um, as a part of that, though, we're giving away one license to each of our four main courses – The first course is that agency framework course I talked about, where in that course, we're diving into kind of the mission and vision of the agency you're trying to build or the agency you're trying to retool right now. The second course is the agency sales system, where we go through step-by-step how to build and structure each of your calls, uh, your CRM processes, everything you need to be thinking about to move someone from just the initial conversation with sales up to that point of signing the contract. Third course is called Let's Game Plan. That's the whole process laid out for how to build a kick-butt discovery process for your clients. We include like 15 different tangible templates in there that you can take and rework and customize for yourself. And then the fourth course is one that's not even released yet for sale, but it's called Inbound Funnel. And it walks through the whole process the day after you're done with your discovery. How do you go about actually creating content in a systemized and process-driven way with your client and build out a segmented funnel to nurture leads for a new client that you've brought on and kind of manage some of the website design stuff, taking stuff from strategy and putting it out into implementation. Those are the four courses that are involved in the giveaway right there. And we can include links in the show notes to get more information on each of those if you want more info on those. Um, But for your listeners here, I want to do something special. If they go over to doinbound.com slash agency dash advantage, they can on that landing page download 
on that on that page to be entered into this contest. If you if you catch this by the end of April, you'll be able to jump in and be counted and qualified as part of that contest. But I'm also throwing four ebooks in there, Andy, for your, for awesome. your listeners. Um, the first is the agency sales process checklist. The second is overcoming twelve common agency sales objections. The third is the winning partner guide. And inside of the winning partner guide, we break down that whole client journey idea and give you a really good framework to visualize how do we move people from phase one to phase two to phase three. And then the fourth one is a process uh, boilerplate template. So you can use that to kind of break down the work that you do and start documenting your services, documenting those different phases of that journey. So those four eBooks plus a chance to win one of those four courses just head over to doinbound.com slash agency advantage, and you guys can just opt in right there. Awesome. That is so amazing to share all of that with the audience. So what I'm going to do is make sure to get that linked up in the show notes. But if you do want to enter this, head to doinbound.com slash agency dash advantage and do that before april 30th at midnight for your free chance to win so andrew you shared a ton with us today i hope all the listeners go check out those resources but honestly i just want to say thank you so much for your time it was a lot of fun chatting andy i had a great time thank you so much for all that you're doing for this community this family you're really bringing together a lot of great thought leadership here so thank you for your groundwork my man I talk about process all the time on this show, but I actually haven't covered much about the sales process specifically. Luckily though, Andrew helped us get up to speed today. The reason sales systems are so important is because they bring predictability to the entire sales cycle. They show potential clients that you know what you're doing, and ultimately, they let you close more of the right kind of deals. And not to mention that a good sales system does away with the all-too-common problem of having a bunch of proposals out there, but having no clue when or even if they're going to close. Today, Andrew laid out a great five-stage framework to follow when building out your own sales system or just improving what you already have. First, prospect. Without leads, it doesn't matter how sophisticated your sales system is. That being said, make sure the leads that you're pursuing fit your ideal vision of a client. Second, connect. Your goal here is to learn as much as you can about the prospect and their business and use that to differentiate yourself from other agencies by tying everything back to their true needs, not focusing on the services that you're going to offer. Third, qualify. Bad clients lead to bad margins and a whole lot of stress. As much as it may hurt to turn away an open checkbook right now, your future self is going to thank you for sticking to a strict qualification process. Fourth, the solution. After you understand your prospect and know that they're going to be a good fit, it's time to paint a clear picture of the journey ahead. This is about more than presenting a proposal. It's about getting the prospect to buy into the way that you and your agency work and why that matters to them and why it'll help them get a better result. And finally, the decision. Andrew likes to build a series of little yeses that overcome their objections and make it clear that working with you is the prospect's best option. But whatever sales tactic or strategy you want to use to help close the deal, there's one thing that's really important to keep in mind. Don't end the call without at least a verbal yes or a no. You don't want to get off the phone without knowing what's going to happen next and when you can expect that. Always get some kind of commitment from the prospect. All that being said, when you're just getting started, don't try to build the perfect system right off the bat. This is a constant process of refinement, so all you need to do is set out a goal of improving at least one part of your system each time you talk to a new lead. If you want some help on this and want to check out some of those resources Andrew talked about, don't forget to check out his giveaway, which ends on April 30th, and you can find that at doinbound.com forward slash agency dash 
advantage. I'll put that up in the show notes. So check that out if you want to enter for the chance to win thousands of dollars worth of high quality educational content to help your agency get to the next level. That's all I have for you this week. If you enjoyed the show and learned something, head over to iTunes and leave a review. Tell me what it was that you learned. I love hearing from listeners and positive reviews help us grow our audience. So if you can take a second to do that, I'd really appreciate it. And don't forget, if your agency is looking to hire remote contractors or maybe even looking for a few extra projects and are tired of paying huge fees to Upwork, head over to talent.hubstaff.com and create a profile. It's 100% free. All right, I'll talk to you next week. See ya.